0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Building from the Bottom podcast. My name is Gareth Rafferty, and this is episode 12, chapter 3. Welcome. If you've never listened to this podcast before, this podcast is all about me Gareth Rafferty, a university student trying to start a company for the first time ever. I'm a 21 year old guy. And usually when I record this podcast, I'm sitting in my university bedroom and it's a Sunday. And guess what? Today is the exact same. Nothing has changed. I'm sitting in my room. The only thing that has changed is the weather. Over the past week, it's got extremely bad. There's been really, really heavy winds, heavy rain, a bit of snow. And also this afternoon, the sunshine has came out. We've had every weather imaginable. But let's jump straight in. It's twenty past four in the afternoon. Sunday the 16th of February 2020. This week I've really learned a few things and not just by reading but I've also learned things primarily through speaking to people. So, the first point in my diary this week is stop copying people. You will often see when starting a company that there are loads of people also starting a company. You'll see them on Instagram, you'll see them on LinkedIn, and you'll see them wherever you hang around. You don't have to copy them. There are also people that you'll see that are starting a company or already have a company that are huge. And the truth is i think that everyone's business journey is slightly different everyone goes through similar challenges but their whole overall journey is different some people have already built huge companies or built a personal brand and so they can leverage that in order to get their first initial sales some people they know investors they have a lot more investment at the beginning which can really help them start to scale a lot quicker. And other people, like me, start with nothing. And the hard thing about starting with nothing is that you really have to put in that work up front to build that brand, to build that business and to really build that credibility. As a 21-year-old, it's quite difficult to get your foot in the door. And it's something I... I'm challenging and something I am overcoming every single day. So stop copying people. And the reason I wrote this down is because you will see hundreds of people on social media that are starting companies or already have companies. But the truth is your company is unique. And the reason your company is unique is because it's got you. Not because of a niche, not because of a website. It's because it's got you. And you're completely different to every other 7 billion people in the world. And so that's basically it, really. Just don't compare yourself to other people. It can be very, very easy to do. But as you start to do that, you'll start to have negative talk inside your head. And trust me, that's not what you need, especially as you probably have some harder challenges to come your way. The next point in my diary is that people owe you nothing. And this really came to me this week after changing my content strategy a little bit on LinkedIn, changing what I've been talking about to more personal branding and marketing focused. The truth is, no matter how many followers you have on social media, none of them, absolutely none of them owe you a like they don't owe you a follow and they definitely don't owe you any money and don't need to buy your service or your products you may think that just because you put a nice comment on their post that they need to do it in return but the truth is they really don't you need to on social media do things from the goodness of your heart. Offer people value upfront that you might not offer to anybody else. Offer that value to someone purely because you want to, not because you think it will lead to a sale further down the line. Because with social media, the majority of platforms are free and anybody can go in there. And sometimes people are just on there to have fun and have a conversation. But there are often people that are there to sell. Don't be one of the people that purely try and sell. At least try and build a relationship and offer upfront value first. Because especially when you do that, yes, you may get rejected. But people will respect you a lot more that you try to build a relationship first as opposed to just going straight in trying to sell your product or service. It's something I've learned and it's something I wanna share with you guys because not enough people are doing it and sometimes it can get annoying for people when people just come straight in and try and sell. So don't do that. These are some points that I've, I haven't i have really tried to sell directly to people, not upfront without adding value. It's not something that feels right to me. It's not something that I can natively say, or just say that I like doing it. And by this, I mean, I would, I wouldn't feel comfortable. And I'd find it really awkward if I just went up to a person and said, do you want to buy my service? Because people don't work like that. People work with people. And you're probably going to get blocked a lot of times if you just go up front and ask them to buy your service. But there's a difference between just providing them upfront value and also just being like really dodgy and asking loads of random questions and leaving the person wondering why you reached out to them in the first place. So sometimes it's nice to clarify that. Be direct, but don't ask up front. Ask in the third message or the fourth message as you've started to build that relationship and you've actually started communicating with them and talking to them because you can learn a little bit more in those first few sentences as well on how to approach that salesy message if you want to call it that. So people are you know think? Certainly, something to remember and also stop copying people. The next point in my diary is time. And this point came in a conversation after talking to a person that I work with. They kind of sit across from me at work. And one day we were talking about death, which is quite a morbid topic and it's not something we talk about on a day to day basis. But what we were talking about was that you should never leave. Someone on the evening before you go to bed, angry. You should never leave something, a situation toxic or leave a person upset. Because the truth is, you never know where that person is going to be tomorrow. Will they be here and you can talk it through tomorrow? Most likely. But in some circumstances, you never know where that person will be tomorrow. They could move away because you upset them, or maybe something worse could happen. And the truth is we don't think about this in the heat of an argument, but it's something that a lot more people should be aware of. It's very, very easy for you to say things in the heat of the moment that you don't really mean. And it's just something that you should be aware of. It doesn't matter whether that's your girlfriend or boyfriend, your husband or wife, or whether it's a business partner. You don't know where they're going to be tomorrow. The next thing I want to talk about is time. And this links back to business. Time, you never know how long something is going to take. There was a famous quote on this, and I can't remember the quote exactly, but it talked about, you never being able to predict how long something's going to take. It's going to take a lot longer than what you think. And when I first started my company, I thought, okay, I know this is going to take a while. It's going to take me a long time to get my foot in the door, to build that client base, to start building the company. But I never expected it to take this long. I don't mind because it's definitely building my patience because that's one thing you have to be in business. You have to be patient. If you're not patient, you will probably end up destroying your company, shutting it down, quitting, whatever way you want to word it. You have to be patient because it links back to that point about people don't owe you anything. When I first started my company, I had a feeling that people were going to check out the website because it had been something I had been talking about previous But I also knew going in that no one would, or needed to give me anything for it. But it was really nice when people replied to my posts about the website and said, oh yeah, we love your website, it looks cool, I like the color scheme, I like the logo, those types of pointers. But also it was really good to hear people's feedback so that I could improve it and make a better version for the future. But that couldn't have happened if I didn't build that audience previous. So you never know how long it's going to take when you're building a company. It could take you a month to get your first client, or it could take you a year, but you have to have that grit and you have to have that heart to be the solution to the problem that you're trying to solve, and to help the people that you're trying to help, because no one has the same knowledge as what you do. This week, I also went to BBC Radio Derby. For those of you that don't live in the UK, I'm not entirely sure if you would have heard of the BBC, but it's probably the biggest kind of main TV show, um, TV channel, sorry, on, well, in the UK on TV. And they also do multiple radio stations, and they have also an app for podcasts so i went to bbc radio derby which is literally across the road from where i live and i basically got there by asking a person in my office who i knew did some work with a different bbc radio branch and asked if he knew anyone at that office Surprisingly, he said yes, and he agreed to hooking me up with some people there to have a chat about me going to have a look around their offices. And finally, someone got back to me on the same day and said, yeah, let's come, come along and we'll meet, which was awesome. And I was actually really, really surprised at how quickly they responded and how friendly they were. And also the fact that they were just letting me come along and say hi and just introduce myself. So I went along, slightly nervous when I arrived. But after signing in and meeting some of the people in the office, it was really, really interesting to go around their offices, look at their studios, look at what they're doing in regards to social media and podcasting, and just really to suss out the situation in regards to radio. Many of you will know that radio and podcasts are very, very similar, they run along. The same lines, and it's very easy to understand podcasts if you've been in radio because it's basically an evolution of radio. So, overall, I went around to have a look at all of their studios, look at the sort of technology they were using. And one of the main things that really, really surprised me was how small their team was. They had about 20 to 30 people, which I thought was actually really, really surprising. I would have expected there to be a lot more people, about five or ten people working on their social media alone. But actually, it turns out there was one or two. It's crazy how you can watch something or listen to something and you imagine it to be a huge company, but actually it turns out really quite small. So I stayed at BBC Radio for about two hours talking to them about what they're doing on social media, trying to bring as much value as possible. And a question they kept getting asked whilst I was there was, why are you here? And I tried to make it very clear that I wasn't there to sell them anything. And I certainly wasn't there to try and get a job with them. The main reason I wanted to go along was really because I wanted see what they were doing I was really interested in their building as I passed it multiple times on the way to university but also just to see if I could bring them any value as I know that radio at the moment is slowly declining I wanted to see if I could give them any advice give them any of my knowledge and see if I could help them in absolutely any way I provided some value and some knowledge on things like LinkedIn for example but they also taught me a thing or two about podcasting the way that things are recorded and also the way that radios are run and how they run their radio stations which is really intriguing for me because it's something I can apply to podcasting and learn on and it allowed me to learn things i can use when providing my services to clients in the future so that trip on wednesday was really really interesting to go along and just suss out what's going on across the world for me really but that really links the reason i brought that point up was because you could be working in an office and there could be a hundred people in the company And you could be speaking to the guy next to you for over a year. And then one day you could learn something and ask them a question and an opportunity could arise. You never know when opportunity is going to be around you. Opportunity is hidden in the cracks. It's hidden in the corners of the walls. And all you have to do is just walk up to it and have a look. It might not lead to anything but if it does then that's amazing for example that bbc radio one going along saying hello introducing myself telling them a bit about me that took about two hours of my time but when i got there and i brought them value they really liked me and so one of the women said if i send her my website once it's updated Her husband works in podcasting, and maybe me and him can have a discussion about podcasting. And I never would have got that if I didn't ask that colleague in the office about, well, BBC. So you never know where opportunity lies. It could literally be anywhere. You just have to open your eyes and see it. This morning, Sunday morning, of course, I had a call with a guy named Tom Payton. Now I met Tom on LinkedIn a few months back and I was asking him last summer if he knew anyone in the digital marketing, the digital agency space that would offer me an opportunity to go and work for them for a year. At the time he said no and he did ask around but nothing came of it. But he popped up to me a few days ago, after we've spoke a lot since we first connected. And basically, we hopped on a call today just to discuss what he's doing, what I'm doing, and also he wants to interview me for part of a campaign that he's working on. And so we hopped on a call. I wasn't entirely sure what I was getting myself into but we've decided the interview the interview phase is going to happen in about two weeks time. So I'm super interested for that and it's going to be really interesting to see some of the questions he asks me. But on today's call we spent about 45 minutes talking about business and what he's doing, but also what I'm doing. And he's a little bit further along in his journey in regards to business and a startup. And initially, I was asking him questions about speaking events and sales in particular. And so I wanted to share with you guys some of the things and some of the value that he shared with me. For example, with that speaking events point, we were talking about sales and sales techniques that he uses and how he got started in business. And one of the techniques he said that could work is Basically, when I go to speaking events, not going to speaking events that are marketing events, but instead going to speaking events where my audience is. So, for example, if your audience is in the sports space, and you could go to a sporting event that has 10 to 15 people there. And yes, you are reaching less people. But if you're the only marketing person there, then you can provide tremendous value and your competition isn't there to compete with you, which could then lead to you getting the sale. And I don't know how I've never seen it that way, because actually it's really, really true. It's a huge opportunity that's often missed. A lot of people like to try and go to marketing and business events, but That's where all my competition would be. So, why wouldn't I go to places where my audience would be? Why wouldn't I? And so, if you're in public speaking and you're trying to build a company and you have a background in public speaking, that's something I'll just suggest. And even if you're new, go to events where your audience is. So, if you work in marketing, don't go to a marketing event, go to a different type of event. It will make you stand out and people probably probably have questions about you and um, marketing and they may also end up leading to being a paying customer. I'm just gonna start by talking about my current sales approach and then I'm gonna go deep into what Tom suggested and ways that he suggested I improve. So my current sales approach basically consists of me scrolling through the internet looking at different people's websites and then i usually try and find that person on linkedin and i connect with them i send them a message about how i've read something on their website and it looked really cool and then i await for a response and on the back end of this i usually have a spreadsheet that's is basically saying when people connected with me, their first name, their last name, the company they work for, all of these different details. And then what I've been using recently is a kind of browser called Silicon canal, which is basically businesses that are based in my local area. My local area is known as Silicon canal that's what they're trying to get it known as and so they have a website with all the companies that sponsor them and they have a lot of companies especially in the tech industry and so I went on there and that's how I've been basically going through their list looking at com- looking at customers that will be suitable to work with me and then outreaching so that's how I've been working on sales at the moment that's pretty much the only approach I've been taking in regards to sales but Now moving on to some of the things that he suggested. He really suggested a thing called Lemlist and I'll include this down below in the description but Lemlist basically allows you as a business owner to send people emails very very easily and it's not just an email, but you can really tailor it by doing it in a spreadsheet by looking at things like their websites and their about us page in particular and by putting this in and all the details in once you've got all your emails and everything that you found on people's websites then you can send it out to people and then await a response as long as you do your messaging in a less salesy way and you bring upfront value. And then say you would like to talk more about how they can improve. Especially if you say that you can do this for free. That call will be super, super valuable because they won't have to pay you. And also, they'll probably learn a lot from it. You never know. One in ten could lead to being a sale. Because if you're providing that upfront value, people start to see you as a person that knows what they're talking about, they know the industry, and that can really make someone shine and make someone want to work with you. He also talked about LinkedIn emails. And this came off the back of LEMLIST. And he was talking about LEMLIST and he said, You need the emails. In a spreadsheet, and then Lemlist will pull it out of the spreadsheet. But the thing that I asked him was, how do you find people's emails? He suggested things like going on people's websites, but he also suggested a Google Chrome add on called hunter.io. And again, I'll include this down below in the description. But what this does is when you go onto LinkedIn, Hunter.io allows you to see people's emails for a certain company. And then, if you know who the founder is, the managing director, then you can use these emails and send them an email through Lemlist. So, I was really, really intrigued by this approach. And it's something that I believe I'm going to try and use in the future to see how it works. Lemlist does allow you. I think it's a 14 day trial. So that's what I'll be using to try and test it out. But what I'm going to do first is build that spreadsheet and make sure that I've got all my details ready so that as soon as I sign up to Lemlist, I can make an email and send it out and await responses. The final point in my diary this week is a recent sales call that I had. I don't know if I spoke about it last week, but I got a lead through my website. And this lead through my site, I was a little bit surprised because I don't usually get a lead through my website and I don't usually get good things from my contact form on my website because what most people do is they send me sales messages through this contact form. And so when I saw that I had a message, I was really, really intrigued and I wanted to learn more about this company. This was a few weeks ago. And so this week on Thursday, me and this person jumped on a call to see what they were looking for in terms of podcasting, but also how I could bring them value and how we could use my skills to help them start a podcast and start building their audience in the podcast world. They told me the sort of things that they are looking for, and I sent them over a few documents, including things like my services and also, obviously, the monetary side of things. They were really, really interested. And they said, I'm just about to talk to the CEO in about an hour, so I will get back to you early next week. Early next week is tomorrow tomorrow, Tuesday, could even be Wednesday, depending on when they want to reply, when they want to send me an email. I find that absolutely crazy because this lead has came to me as opposed to me having to do cold outreach to get to this person. It's insane. It's If all of this goes to plan, it will be a really eye-opening experience for me because it's something that i've never experienced and it will be a kind of fulfilling feeling that my service is going to bring someone value and someone wants my service and it means a lot so i'm super excited to talk about that next week with you guys and talk about what the response was that i had and how it's going we will see what happens i'm really not sure what will but we will see But anyhow, I've been talking for just over half an hour and I've got some work to get on with as it's nearly 5pm this afternoon. So I think I'm going to leave the podcast there. I hope every single one of you has enjoyed this podcast and I hope you all had an amazing Valentine's Day two days ago as of today. I certainly did. Thank you so much for listening My name is Gareth Rafferty. This has been episode 12, chapter three of the Building from the Bottom podcast. Feel free to write a review if you're on Apple or drop me a message if you have any questions about anything that I talked about in this podcast. Thank you again for listening and have a great week.